and we didn't get any good pre-roll stuff to precede this, so it's probably not going to be a cold open. This was a good post. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate the Lynx's quality. Meta filter. Well, this is episode 187 of the Metafilter Monthly Podcast. I am Josh Cortex Millard. And I'm Jessamine. And here we are. Yes, it's 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 just the very end of July and uh, it's hot as fuck in Portland and has been for a week and I hate that. And, and I turned off the air conditioner. It's less hot here. Yeah, it's 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 what, merely nineties, high eighties? How's it doing in Vermont? Yeah. Oh no, it's like eighty here. Yeah, okay. That's that that's that's which, more which than slightly. Which for here cooler. is absolutely within reasonable tolerances and not oh, sure. that muggy uh so it's you know it's fine. I don't I don't like stay on top of the weather too much because like well, there's nothing I can mostly do about it. Um, so like at night I check like what the weather for tomorrow is going to be like and what the weather for tomorrow night is going to be like. So I yeah. I know what today's weather and tonight's weather is going to be like and then I refuse to pay attention to the rest of it. I kind of don't pay attention at all and just find out when it's going to be warm because people are like despairing on the XOXO Slack in the in the Portland channel. And, and then I know it's going to be hot because people are like, oh, fuck, it's going to be hot. Um, and then I sort of gird myself for that. But I don't want to think about it ahead of time, basically, because like, you know, if it's going to be hot, I'm going to be miserable no matter what. Thinking about it ahead of time is just like some extra misery. So uh, so I'm just living through it in the moment here. And and yes, yeah. I did turn off my windows, my, 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 my windows, my, my window air conditioner unit for the podcast because it'd be a lot of background noise. And I want everyone to understand what a sacrifice I'm making in the name of <laughs> Uh, podcast production. Yeah, when when Jim and I chat at night, if he has his window unit on, I don't know if it's because of his headphones or something else. It it kind of compresses the background noise and yeah. sometimes levels his own voice with the air conditioner. So like he's <laughs> talking, but I kind of can't hear him. Yeah. Above the whirring noise, like I yeah. don't know what it's doing. If he's being relatively soft-spoken, that could be a problem. Well, this is this is this is one of the things with like audio compression is like when you do audio compression in the general sense, you're taking the signal and you're sort of picking a point that everything below that you kind of want to ignore, and so it will take everything below say minus twenty decibels, which is like fairly quiet. Um, versus like ev everything in audio production is like you've got zero decibels is like your nominal, like loudest ceiling. And then everything below that is counted down in minuses. And anytime you go above that, if you go to actual positive numbers, you're probably sort of peaking. And then that's where you end up getting like distortion-y crackle. Uh, this yeah, is a very yeah, simplified yeah. version, but that's the basic idea. So like minus 20 decibels is like 20 decibels quieter than the loudest signal you expect. Um, so if we're having a, if we're recording for the sake of like you know, podcast stuff here where our conversation, like loud laughing is going to be zero and normal conversation is maybe going to be more like between negative six and negative 10, then we could say, okay, well, if we do a compression on this, we want to make all the important signal here a little bit like louder and compressed and consistently loud, yeah. then we'll say negative 20, negative 30 decibels will be our sort of uh, inflection point for the compression curve. And everything under that will get a lot quieter or just cut out entirely. And everything above that will get sort of squished up and all be more similar in part audio. of the signal yeah, yeah 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 and and yeah if you've got someone soft-spoken and you've got like loud background noise that can be a real nightmare and it's easier to do with audio editing because you can look at this and like take 
uh, you know, take, take sort of a sample of the recording and adjust the compression threshold or whatnot and like mess with it. But like, if you're just talking into a headset on a chat program, no one's doing live EQ mixing on their fucking like random voice chat. So you just get whatever it does. And if it picks the wrong spot for the amount of background noise versus someone's voice, yeah, you can end up just like making the air conditioning like louder <laughs> instead of like cutting yeah, it out. Yeah, that's kind of exactly what happens. And so, you know, there's it's like a ticking time bomb of like, turn off the air conditioner, talk until you're miserable, like go <laughs> exactly. to another room. Well, and, and this and, is. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Well, like Jim moved last weekend. So he was in an older apartment that was less airtight. You had to run the AC more. It stayed hotter indoors. He moved literally on probably the hottest weekend of 2022 so far, you know, like him and his friend and a van and oh my God, like it just sounded miserable. But now he's in a place that's like smaller, a couple towns over. Um, his bedroom doesn't have air conditioning and it has like those slidey windows that you can't easily put air conditioning in. But sure. it's got like a wall mounted AC unit in the living room that you oh, can okay. actually kind of make real make real uh active and lower the temperature of the whole place. So yeah. now we can talk without kind of a window unit just crank 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 yeah. cranking. Like a, like a window unit is a great solution uh for contained spaces and like it's cheaper than almost any other sort of air conditioning thing but like it is a fucking noisy thing like that's a real uh you know i was shocked downside. at how not expensive it was we were talking a little bit on pre-roll about uh just i've never put in a window unit before yeah. i've never been anywhere with a window unit before that wasn't like just an airbnb or something like i've never lived in a place with it and um you know my power company is great and gives you kind of a weekly, here's how your week's power is compared to last week's power. And I'm like, oh, great, super helpful. But I looked and like, you know, it's the kind of before you started using the window AC and after, not actually that much more money, shockingly. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, it's, it's one of those things like, like you can be budget minded and like, you know, avoid running the AC much and turn off the lights and whatnot. And especially with like modern, like uh, low wattage lights, like, you know, these things don't not make a difference, but they also don't make the kind of outsized difference that I feel like 80s sitcoms made them sound like, uh, like. Right, right. I mean, a- the real thing to do if you want to save the planet is stay off airplanes and quit driving your car, right? Yeah. Like to the extent that you can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've spoken about this before, but I feel like not having kids really helped for me yeah. feel okay about, okay, I have window AC that I turn on for two and a half hours at night. <laughs> that, that, that's my major contribution as well. Like, you know, <laughs> no kids, one car, you know, we can fucking like light charcoal on fire if we want. It'll probably still be coming ahead for the median American. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, obviously everybody's trying to do the best they can and whatever their circumstances are. Like the last thing I want to do is be judgy about other people's choices. But like those choices work for yeah. me. And, you know, my landlady passed away, what, a month and a half ago now, I guess. Yeah, that was before the last one, right? Was it? Yeah, Although I think we may so. We may not have talked about it much. We really didn't talk about like much more than like thinking about meta filter and internet stuff with with loop last oh that's last right time. i guess i've totally so we kind of got it was two weeks loop, of like or it was two the months loop conversation yeah yeah and so you know she was 
plenty just in terms of like it was never clear to me if it was like more of a save the planet thing or more of a save money thing i mean why not both right but like you know she would walk around at night with a flashlight so that she wouldn't turn her lights on <laughs> you know and like i i think once you're in your 90s you can be like whatever the fuck weird like eccentric you want to be but she also would get a little get a little sniffy with me about like you're you know doing this thing and i'm like man everybody's got to do it differently like you lived so long that you've used more energy like (laughs) you know like like you want to be that sort of voluntary human extinction people and be like well i don't know you lived into your 90s here's here's her obit that was in the times by the way just a link a link for that yeah i saw i saw you uh tweeting about that uh yeah, well, because I got kind of taken to task by one of my friends about not telling her, which <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about that friend a little bit later in this podcast. Um, but so I just kind of was like, well, I guess it's really true. Like, I didn't I didn't really make an announcement on. I mean, I, I think I put up like a, a little thing on Malt Shop because I also am moving up the road. Uh, yeah and made an announcement about that, but I didn't really put it on social media. didn't really put it on Facebook. Didn't really. And I was like, well, maybe I mean, I it should. would have been fine if you wanted to, but like, also that doesn't seem like specifically your responsibility. Like it that feels like a weird thing wasn't. to give you trouble, you know, but people feel how they feel. Right. And, and, and we worked it out. Ultimately, I think she was just not in a great place and was feeling yeah. disconnected. And that was kind of how she worked it out. But also yeah, the family waited that. almost two months six weeks before they got like a proper obituary even in the local paper and um so a lot of people i don't i don't think we talked about this in the last podcast but like you know i'd be at a party like sitting around having beers with people and they'd be like how's ronnie and i'd be like uh she died like (laughs) and like it's so awful right because like not everybody was in touch with her on a day-to-day basis, but a lot of people were in what they considered to be decent touch with her. Um, but like, you know, she kind of made a decision to enter hospice and like died quick, you know, and that was the plan. But as a result, there were a lot of people left on the outside who might have wanted to know. And because she's not my family member, you know, like her relationships with individual people you know, they had to face the fact that she didn't, she put them in a different place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and so that was just awkward. And I was like, oh man, please God, like get an obituary in the paper. Because I think her family was all in the loop. Everything went well. She was well supported, like as these things go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of tricky who you tell, who you don't tell, whose news is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Even because, like, it's a little important and relevant to me, but it's really kind of her story about her. Yeah. And then every now and again, somebody would just buttonhole you <laughs> on the street, wanting to talk about their feelings about not having heard. And I'm like, I can't, like, be here for you for this. Like, talk yeah. What to, what if what if you know what's going on with this person was your job? What if what if you were yeah, responsible I mean, for being grief is aware weird, of- right? But, yeah. like, I would think people would look at me and be like, oh, Jessamine's, like, on a slightly more inner circle of grief in this situation, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. 
you know, it's tricky stuff, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. There's and you're really still you're, you're still in the old place for now is where yeah, you put the I just literally unit? this week made um a date for a moving company because uh, like i moved in here in my 30s i'm not moving my stuff out i'm <laughs> too old i this apartment's up two flights of stairs no not doing it um for uh end of august so you know i'll be moved out before my birthday you know, Virgo month of leisure, fucking it up every year since 1999, basically. Um, it's, and it, it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah. If you found yourself utterly leisurely, uh, you know, in in the whole of an August, where would you have to go from there? You'd be like, oh, well, no longer can strive for this. Done yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm nervous as hell about it because they show up really early in the morning. I don't sleep mm. well. This is a problem. Yeah. They're not flexible on it. But like packing's going really good. Like if oh, good. there's one thing I am good at, it is getting packed. And this so does that, not surprise me. Like yeah. we've never discussed it, but like this feels like a you thing. I feel like you would be able to organize your belongings well. Yeah. Go to the liquor store for boxes, bring all the boxes inside, pack all the boxes, clean out. Like what I did this morning was I, I have a back closet, which is like almost could be like a very tiny bedroom. Like it's a big enough closet. Um, but it's closet, and I just found out uh, last night where the mice have been getting into and out of my house <laughs> because it's in the very back of the closet, a place I have not looked at since I moved in here. Um, but, like, I got that closet all cleaned out, and now I can put the boxes and stuff that the movers are going to take in that closet so they're out of my kitchen and yeah. everywhere else. And it's just been great. Like, it's so satisfying. Yeah. Like, you know, because there's some somberness in leaving this apartment. I've loved it. Um, I feel weird about buying a house. I mean, the house situation worked out for me, but like, it's too big. It's going to be expensive. I, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and, and moving boxes around and doing something physical that also I'm good at feels like a good way to keep my head in a positive headspace, you know? Yeah. It's a mixed bag, but at least today and like a lot of this week it's been going pretty well excellent i'm yeah. glad yeah thank you oh i remember the the little thing i was going to say earlier when i was talking about compression was like the one other thought like i had on there to contextualize it in a way that people might recognize is zoom calls have a very aggressive cutoff and so you rarely get much background idly noise in zoom chats but also people cut out right more often and that's just like that's picking another point on that like it's a it's a it's a closer to zero point where the compression inflection is and they just really aggressively cut stuff so it's you know everything uses a different thing there's that now feeling very stranded thought <laughs> <laughs> nope makes sense i totally get it um bu -bu -bu -bum. Let's see, I don't, I don't, it's, it's fucking warm. Like this is this is the key, thing I keep saying in like conversations that go on for more than five minutes as I come back around. Like, you know, it's too fucking warm. Um, so that's going to be my repeating contribution. Um, but uh, but yeah, other than that, um, I went to Montana with my mom. Hey, um, was that like family trip or? Yeah, it was like it was like random road trip. Honestly, she was going up to visit uh, my sister who lives up there, and and my bio dad's side of the family has a cabin on a lake up there, and, and so my sister was up there for the week, and my mom had planned to go visit her, spend time with her, and 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 my nephew, 
And, uh, and then my mom's sister was going to be her co-pilot and then had a scheduling conflict. So mom was like, Hey, do you want to go to Montana for like five days? And I was like, Whoa, that's a big trip. It is. And it's like, well, I'm, do I? Cause I haven't been up there in a while and I like kind of miss the place, but also it's like, that's, oh, let, let's drive 10 hours both ways. Um, but then like I'm as unemployed as I've been in, you know, 18 years right now so like this is right. pretty if much the now, time yeah. to just fucking fuck off to montana for a while and it was nice you know it was nice it was weird uh it's weird spending time with family at extended chunks i like my family and also like i i like not being fully exposed to all of my family's internal stuff all the time yeah but uh i really did a lot of sitting around uh in the shade and drinking beer and I reread God Emperor of Dune and that was that was pretty much my week and it was uh, all Is in God all, Emperor uh, of Dune just a, one of the Dune books or Yeah, it's it's the fourth one. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the 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 cap, the capit not cap, not capitulating the capstone I think arguably of like his narrative cuz there's a couple of books after that but they're widely and I think fairly regarded as not so good. Um but I think God Emperor is kind of like the big sort of uh piece de resistance of of the Dune books. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, but I never, I, I don't think I've bullied you into like reading that far and I, I'd be fascinated no, if you I, did, I but also. I read the first book and I decided that was it for me yeah. and then I read the Mars trilogy. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Maybe if, maybe if the Dune movies keep going, it'll be enough motivation to bother with later books, but um, right. I've probably I talked about seen, this before. I haven't but... seen the Dune movie yet either, actually. Oh, you should see it. It's good. Yeah, no, I plan and, to. I look forward to seeing the second one too. I you should the, see the David Lynch the one too. One. Yeah, oh, okay, no, yeah. I like okay. that one. Okay. Yes. I mean, I saw that and then forgot literally everything about it by the time <laughs> I read the books. Nice. Yes, I thought so. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Let's let's like what what's that stuff we do on podcasts? We talk about stuff on on Metafilter. So yeah, we'll dive we'll dive into uh, dive into that website. And I, I got to read... link to the number 187. Yep. I got to recheck my uh, favorites because what I normally do is I just like open up the last one month of favorites. But this needs to be the last two months of favorites because we mostly yeah. didn't talk about the website. Yeah. Yeah. We really didn't get into it last month. Um, I like... I You've linked to the uh, Massachusetts Route 187 uh, Wikimedia page. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically to like the sign for 187 with a detailed explanation of the construction of the sign. And that actually pleases me a great deal. Of course. Um, is there anything interesting about Route 187 in Massachusetts? No, or is it just like be, there I'll is be, one? I'll be honest. I didn't know it existed. Uh, <laughs> like it. Nah, 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 nah. I don't I don't love the way uh Wikipedia deals with like showing you an image and not taking you to Wikimedia Commons basically uh 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 I know, I know of 187 as like the murder number 187 uh, on an undercover cop Yeah that yeah. one Yeah so some 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 bits of hip hop somewhere or other Apparently there was a movie there was a movie in 1997 called 187. I don't know anything about this. It had Samuel L. Jackson in it. I, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. But yeah, this is in like lower sort of Connecticut part of Massachusetts, which is why I don't really know it. 
goes through uh, Agawam, I guess, which uh, Agawam. Agawam is notable because it has one of the first uh, zip codes. I think it has the first zip code numerically. Zero 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 one, or it it isn't even. It's like no, now I'll have to check. I, it's like zero 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 one zero or something like that. Oh, okay. Like it it, it isn't. Eh, 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 good podcasting. I, I, yeah, <laughs> this is this is a thing. Actually, I, I I don't think I've ever looked up. Is like the sort of like methodology. Oh, it's zero one zero zero one. Zero one zero zero one. All right. Like I, I've never I've never looked up the methodology of like zip code assignment. Like there's clearly some regional trends. Like like Portland has a lot of nine seven something something. I mean, it I goes like, numerically from east to west. Yeah. But so, is it is it is it east to west strictly by like what is it latitude no longitude or is it like east to west by regional chunks? It's close to latitude longitude, um, but because like big cities obviously like suck up a lot of zip codes. Sure, it's not super accurate. But like for example, when I was writing my book, um, you know, ten years ago now, twelve years ago, and I wanted to like just get myself motivated. Um, and I had like a final word count of somewhere in the 90,000s, I think. I basically added up my word count every day and looked at that zip code and then was drawing myself an imaginary line across the country. Yeah. And it is mostly a line across the country. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it goes up and down, north, south a little bit, but it, it pretty much stays east, west. You don't wind yeah. up with a lot of like back and forth. Um, yeah, like, like I mean, that's yeah, that, that's that's sort of what I was wondering is like, you know, like I know Portland zip codes are mostly nine seven something something something, you know, and and Washington has nine eight something something something. At least the parts of Washington I know zip codes for. Right. And then we got like nine zero two one zero down in you know Beverly Hills, uh, which is a small town in California that you may not have heard of. <laughs> um, but uh, but like it, like whether there would be like a lot of nine zero stuff in like the L A area or whether like tracing a line down the country you get like nine seven something 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 like due south of of portland uh that sort of thing i've never looked into so yeah and um, i mostly kind of knew this because i used to work at ups and you needed to kind of know the zip codes if yeah. and they basically chunked them into like 13 regions something like that and so you had to know loosely this number is in this one of 13 regions, which was yeah. kind of an interesting, an interesting exercise. I was just, uh, <laughs> I was just picking a uh, curious news brain the other day um, about uh, light infrastructure programming, like, like traffic light infrastructure. Cause they, they work for um, the city or ODOT. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think, I think they work on roads for the city. Um, so they, they know all about this infrastructure now. And I've always like had only the vaguest impression of how like traffic light timing worked and to what extent it had been modernized to be networked, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, I found it interesting. I won't try and reiterate everything. Cause like I, you know, it's five minutes of me doing a bad job of remembering details, but, <laughs> but it was like, there, there's something really interesting about like weird civic infrastructure problems that like need like a big systemic solution and how it gets there and what exactly it lands at and so on. And I feel like zip codes, like it's a slightly different scale, but it's sort of the same thing. It's like you had to have a system. 
you know, when they, when they assigned numbers to the major interstate highways, like they clearly decide, okay, well, we're going to go like, you know, left to right and yeah, or west to east and, and south to north and give them big spacey numbers. So like I-90 is like uh, the northernmost major interstate and that runs east-west and, and, and like 10 is the southernmost and so on. Um, and stuff right, like that. Once right. you see, you're you like, see, oh, like, okay, people there's a thing on here. social media, like every now and again being like, Today I learned, kind of, because like, <laughs> yeah, I think I saw I think I saw one about the interstates uh, just the other day as part of why I was thinking of that. I was like, yeah, someone's like, holy shit! I was like, yep, that's a thing. Yep, sure is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see what's in projects. What's been? Let's see. We, yeah, we, I think we, we covered talking... every dot horse domain last time. So sometime what? after that, I'm just trying to figure out where I left off. I guess it's June. June is new stuff. Yeah, because we were talking to Lou. Uh, right, 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 right. <clears throat> a lot of a lot of last month. I had a whole bunch of stuff that I liked in projects. Uh, did we have jobs? Did we do jobs? Oh, uh, we... yeah, go for it. Go for it. Well, I mean, Metafilter Steering Committee is looking hey. for um, people to nominate themselves, and then there'll be a process that they're still hammering out to figure out who's going to be on the steering committee. Big responsibility. We love people even if you don't feel like you're incredibly active on the site if you're active enough to be listening to this podcast you might be a good person for the steering committee and there are two posts in the um mefi jobs just about about kind of what that is and um uh what it could be i don't know if um shepherd found somebody for their um kind of web dev we need to convert text that's on this kind of website and put them onto a different website um but it's like you know it's a little there's a limited budget it's gonna take a while it doesn't pay amazing on the other hand the work is not super complicated if this is a you know zone you're in and you like it so uh contemplate it it's a it's a decent looking it's a decent looking job Nice. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really look at the jobs particularly. Uh, you know, uh, Jesse Chan. Who? No, that's not Jesse Chan. Is it Jesse Chan? Jason Chan. Uh, I thought it was Jay Chan, who I knew. Um, they're looking for a UI UX intern again. Pay. You know, not amazing, but you can. Um, Deal with client-facing web tools, work for a website with the name of a fish, and uh, yeah, you can, uh, if you know about how mortgages and real estate works, and it's another Canadian job, uh, you should check it out. All right. Let's see. Uh, so yes, projects. Um, there is, well, okay. I love this as an absolute... Uh, shit post satirical little thing that Devil's Ranchers made called woefullyneglected.com. Yes, that was on my list as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's just it's just a uh, website uh, that uh, you know is built to be like not updated for like 10 years uh, and the last update was apologizing for the lack of updates and then all the links are like broken in various ways and it's just it's beautiful. It's beautiful and I love it. Yes, it um, is it is a great sort of 
single serving great joke site for, you know, many of us who have been around the internet for a long time are like, yep, yep. And then, and then sort of inflecting off of that, but in an actual functioning good stuff, old world blog thing, uh, Nelson just posted his link blog, which is an actively ongoing updated, uh, blog he's managed for like, uh, last, uh, 19 years now it says in his thing. Um, so yeah, like, you know, an actual functioning, uh, site that just is still kicking along kind of like, uh, Hey, you know, Metafilter. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's a nice, uh, bookend to that. Neat. I, uh, was looking at, um, let's see, uh, Thandall did a, uh, post that's just about kind of thinking differently about IUDs. So I believe this is sort of brought to the forefront with a lot of the, uh, Supreme Court nonsense that's yeah. been going on. And this is basically, uh, you know, Thandall is biologically male and understands that it's kind of odd maybe that they're the ones who are doing this uh but they got some good feedback from other me fights about things to kind of think about you know what it's it's sometimes very uncomfortable having your iud put in even though it could be effective birth control it sometimes doesn't work for people blah 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 blah, blah. so thinking about you know thinking about this yeah uh, the, the the maybe speculums don't have to be cold metal conversations like what if we tried at all to incorporate the concept of like basic comfort and whatnot into you know right healthcare. because in a lot of ways because of you know institutionalized sexism a lot of stuff that could go better for women or you know other other people who could use iud's I guess female presenting in many cases would be, uh, you know, could go a lot better if you felt people were paying attention to it. Like there just aren't as many people in the space who are like, let's make things better for people with uteruses. Yep. You know, it's just not, it's not where people want to be innovating. There's not as much money available to make IUDs less uncomfortable, for example. Uh, yeah. And because of institutionalized sexism, there are people who have a lot of feelings about birth control, reproductive technology generally, et cetera, et cetera. So yep. I appreciate the effort on this. And I do think they uh, got some good feedback about ways to think about this. Uh, but good. I appreciate that people are thinking about it, basically. There is uh, this nice little uh, making a watermelon chair from Greenwood oh, from this. Twirly Pen. I feel like uh, I saw this somewhere else on the internet. Maybe I follow Twirly Pen elsewhere. Oh, maybe yeah. Um, I just I, I I like them. They're cute. Um, I, I I I have a half an antenna up about Greenwood carving because that's something that Angela's been doing off and on, and has recently gotten back to. Uh, we actually went to the hard store store and got a. a, a a, a good wood splitter and a decent like four pound mallet because we just did not have like the stuff to properly split a good log and and that's gotten her back in action she's working on a spoon and yeah it, seems like, it seems like a nice time working on a spoon spoon's a classic 
Fantastic. You know, it's just complicated enough uh, to be like a good, interesting project without being super complicated. So, um, and you can be very expressive with a spoon. You can make all kinds of spoons. Yeah, I thought this watermelon chair just looked really, really cool. Yeah, it's adorable. Uh, I also, just because it uh, appeals to the completionist <laughs> I was guessing you were going to mention this one. <laughs> uh, Sidrab is a new transplant to Bellingham, Washington, and are going to all the, all the diners in Whatcom County, Washington, which, you know, just... It's neat. Uh, I'm yeah. looking at their blog now, and the top post is misery. It's supposed to hit 95 <laughs> today. Aw. Aw. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> I was looking at the, the, the write-up, and, and they're saying I've decided to eat and review each one based on the following criteria, which I hadn't read that sentence before I started reading the criteria and thought it was like maybe names of uh, – Diners and so like vibe. Okay. Song heard. That's a weird one. Coffee. Okay. Did the yolk pop? Now that's interesting. Who names their shop? Did the yolk pop? But uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should. I like it. But also did the yolk pop is a good question. You know, like I just, I, I, I had a tasty breakfast today and it was uh, like bacon and cheddar potato hash in a little like, uh, you know, cast iron griddle and two poached eggs. And one of them did like nicely goo and the other one i think cooked too much while it sat there waiting for me to open it up it was like you know it's still good but it was like i didn't get drizzle i just got like like seven minute egg type just set up egg out of it and you know what the egg does it's, it's as important. you know i'm not a diner egg person so i don't know what the egg does i'll take your word for yeah, it it depends it depends on what you do with the egg you know do you like a runny egg at all i don't eat eggs as eggs ever Okay, well then, then you probably don't have feelings about that, um, or you've had very strong feelings about it. Now that's why. But uh, yes, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'll make, I, a, I'll, I, make a, I'll make a tasty Dutch baby. I'll eat French toast. That's about if it's eggier yeah. than French toast. I'm pretty much passing on it. Yeah, and French toast is like you know, getting fairly eggy. Um, I like I like I like a, a runny egg. I like a like a like fried egg sandwich. I like you know eggs over easy with you know toast and bacon and that sort of thing. Um, let's see. What else is there? I, I, I have also, like, oh, no, no, go, go, uh, go, go. I've probably mentioned this in the past, but like when I was a kid and my father was working for a technology company and after his big project shipped, but it became clear he was kind of a son of a bitch to work with for, uh, and they kind of farmed him out to go work on making inroads with the Japanese sister company so he spent a lot of time when i was a child uh you know 11 12 whatever going to japan which was kind of more novel then just because it for americans just because it was more of a headache to get there and etc but he would always bring my sister and i stuff back and he always brought my sister uh netsuke like these little carved sculptures yeah. Um. And so she has like a whole bunch of them, uh, in in her home, and and it's one of the things like, I I think one of her most treasured possessions, like from my from my father, number one, but just in general, just because they're so interesting and cool and whatever. And so, uh, Gwent made a uh, dolly like one of those uh AI 
things yeah. that does uh, Nitsuke. And if you look at like, you know, the Instagram or uh, the Twitter, uh, they've also put it together in a print book. Like they're amazing. Like they're photorealistic looking. Um, and they just look really cool. And it wasn't just like, oh, you know, feed a title to the thing and get the thing back. Like there's a lot of tweaking and trying to trying to make it make it better, more realistic. And just so as a project, like number one, the things are cool. And number two, yeah. as a project kind of qua project, it's extra cool because they did a whole bunch of extra work to, to yeah. make that. No, happen. and it's it seems like a it seems like a good choice of subject too, because like you can get a little bit of flexibility uh, from the fact that you're dealing with like a figurative but expressive carving rather than trying to go for like photorealistic face reproduction. You know, there's a lot of things you could look at in a small wooden carving that wouldn't bother you if they were slightly off because that's just kind of the nature of the thing. Right. Um, so being able to like take that, maybe it doesn't get it quite right, but it gets the vibe right on something like this is a, a really smart way to go. Right. And, yeah, and your the, eye smooths out some of that stuff anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, like if someone's nose is on a little bit sideways, you're really going to notice because we have a ton of, you know, brain space dedicated to pattern recognition related to, you know, human Expecting and human sy faces. symmetry and, yeah. But like, yeah, if you look at like the Stormtrooper one, like I look at it and I feel like the brow ridge on it is a little bit off, but a little bit off in a, well, maybe it's a slightly lopsided carving, but who cares? It's a little carving, you know, it, it totally falls back into it, you know the planet one with the high mountains. Like, I think maybe there's something a little funny going on with the shading around it, but also like, whatever, it works. Right, um, and it looks like a real thing, not just yeah. like a kind of an AI, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's, it's really impressive. Um, and it's interesting to see where people are very successful with this stuff and where people sort of run aground of the problems with it. And, you know, a lot of it depends on like tone and subject matter that you choose. Um, and the different, like there, 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 there's like, I have a couple other projects posts here I'm going to mention that are also uh, the same sort of vein of like AI generated imagery. There's one here from, uh, let's see, which one do I have here? This is from Ulipian, yep. um, which is autoexec.cat, which is a great DOS joke. Um, I love it. But uh, also, it's uh, AI-generated art and comics about arts, um, uh, about cats. Um, and it's if you look at it, this is like a whole different story. Like compared to the Natsuke stuff, like this stuff is clearly weird and surrealist, and it's like weird computer art. Um, but it's very effective in this context because, like, it's like this is supposed to probably feel weird and all over the place and not quite right, and that surrealism you know, fits the subject too. So I think this is also another very effective use of this technology. Mid journey, I think is inclined towards a little bit more weirdness like this. Whereas Dolly is a little bit more capable of seeming not weird. If you, if you tune it right. Um, I think mid journey is also always just a little bit funky, but then if you want funky, it's a, it's a good choice. And yeah, these are delightful. And there's a cat and maybe Niles crane, maybe Frazier, maybe a mix <laughs> of the two. Um, I need to reset my password on on uh, Instagram on the web, so I can't actually read any captions. Oh, on for the Pete's ship. sake! What? Yeah, I never use Instagram on the web, so like every time I come back to, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I could use that. So nope, I need to log in to do fucking anything, and I don't know what my password is. I'm gonna have to like look it up on my phone, and I just don't want to fucking do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I don't blame you. You're probably better off 
I mean, <laughs> Instagram, I don't know good. if you pay any attention yeah, to the rest of no, social media, yeah, but they did some shit. Boy, they, that, that, <laughs> I, I should, I should pull up a couple things I read. Cause like there were a couple good commentaries on it. I think that my main source of news on it was, uh, Rusty Foster's, uh, today in tabs, which had a nice roundup of other people's takes on it. But, uh, um, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you are. You were just noting. I see in the the chat. Um, that was what uh, was it? Uh, Rowmy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This, in like I think early, that happened early July. Yeah, I think that may have happened in the vicinity of uh, Montana, and so like I just wasn't even around to dork out about it. But uh, yeah, but, basically, uh, they got extra access to Dolly too. And had an open thread in MetaTalk for suggestions, and then would show you what uh, what the what the suggestion like what what it what it came out as. Yeah, Lisa Frank style illustration of rainbow dragons eating cake, that kind of thing. <laughs> um. Oh, there's one. Okay, there's one May other project in this vein as well. Contain erotic or adult imagery. Oh, for Pete's yeah. sake. Yeah. All right. Um. There's a there's another project called the Kubrick Times um, from Malevolent. They just posted a couple days ago, um, and this is the same sort of vibe using uh, Dolly as well as GPT three, which is the current sort of state of the art uh, text generation AI thing, uh, to create articles and pictures for the fictional headlines from newspapers in two thousand one, um, which is a great fucking concept. <laughs> You know, it's just like throwaway filler, like on the, on the future iPads, essentially. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's generate text and imagery based on those headlines. And here's that, you know, set of newspapers from the movie, uh, which I think is delightful. And the best part of it is like, if you just looked at this without knowing the context, you'd think it was like some other random fucking, you know, news site, some sort of like news chum, uh, so yes, I, right. I like but that a lot. But in fact, yes, it's an it's an AI telling you some made up stuff. Yeah, and this is this is another vol dot what the fuck uh, site project because we've mentioned uh, some of malevolent stuffs before. So much, uh, so good much stuff. good things there. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I, I'm going to pull out for now from projects. Otherwise, I'm going to have to like skim hard, and that's just not going to be interesting. Yeah. No, um, don't do it. Should we talk about uh, Metafilter proper? Sure. Let's talk about Metafilter proper. Heck, let's take an interlude. I want to say something that I can say more generally than I ever have in like years and years and years. So what's going on on Metafilter lately? Oh my like God. I, I have not been like, I, I'm aware of the transition team stuff happening and I've seen posts about uh, like the nomination stuff for the steering team. But like I've really, people have been not calling on me for information about this, which is great. And I, so I don't know any of the details. It's, yeah, it, no, is it's, there anything interesting you want to talk about there? Uh, no, not particularly. I mean, not that there's not a bunch of people who have been doing a bunch of hard work, which I think has been good. I mean, the thing that impresses me the most with the transition team is just how kind of usefully flexible they are because, you know, that it's a small group of people trying their best and every now and again they'll be like, okay, we've made this decision and this is how we're going to move forward to like – do the steering committee thing. And then like somebody will show up and then a talk being like, well, I've got this concern, you know, either about my specific situation or about a thing I think maybe you didn't think about, you know, and my knee jerk reaction is like at some level, like, but they worked so hard, but like the transition team, unlike me, which is why 
it's good that they're doing this and I'm not or you're not, can kind of take that feedback and discuss among themselves and find better solutions that accommodate more people that make it more inclusive to the extent that they can. I mean, I think there's certain limitations just because of like, you know, money, for example, that's going to make some stuff really difficult. But I've, I've really been surprised is the wrong word, but I've been impressed by their ability to work with the community to try and find optimal solutions to the extent that they can. You know what I mean? And so what's going on kind of this week is self-nominations for the actual steering committee. I know that Lou met with uh, the BIPOC board who has, you know, some of their own thoughts and ideas about this and and they're writing up some of their notes about that that's going to go also to the transition team but you know i just i just feel like it's going good and i only hope we get people who are aware of the commitment and are able to meet that commitment and feel like feel like they're good people for this i mean my only real concern is just We'd like a range of different kinds of me fights, not all just the people who spend all their time in MetaTalk. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think part of one of the things that's been great about having Lou and Time as moderators is that they don't come with so much entrenched, here's all the fights that have ever happened on MetaFilter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they can just kind of moderate based on the documents that we have and the yeah. decisions that have been made about things. And and I think that's a real benefit. And so I'm hoping we can get some of that with the steering committee as well, like people who really uh, have a sincere belief and willingness to want to see the site do okay or even be better, but maybe – you know, are kind of a lurker or have just been around for a while at kind of a low frequency. Like all of those things should be okay. And so, you know, cross some fingers about that. And to be honest, I've mostly been trying to stay out of it just because that was my promise. You know, I, I have opinions. Most of them don't matter. And (laughs) I just need to lump it. So occasionally like I'll back channel with Lou or with someone else just being like, ah, my opinions. And then, I shut up about it and get on with yeah. my day. Yeah, they do what they like with that. That's that's been part of why I've been like just kind of pointedly not like paying attention to the threads. It's like, you know, I know I'm going to have like thoughts and feelings and whatnot. And I'll also know that like I've explicitly made it not my job to do that and made it explicitly right. not other people's jobs to accommodate my opinion. And so like, well, what if I just like, what if I just like stand back at a distance and, and not like silently get all up in this thing, which has uh, I think been a good decision. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a little like it's a little challenging because I hang out at MetaFilter anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I contribute in MetaTalk anyhow, and so in some cases, I've literally had to be like, "Well, this is a thread I would contribute to and participate in, but because of my specific role with what's happening, maybe it's not appropriate for me to chime in here. I'll talk to Lou; they're in charge. They can." reflect what needs to be reflected or or you know brandon or curious new or warrior uh girl warrior queen warrior queen sorry i knew it was like yes 
uh, Warrior Queen or, or, you know, Adrian, like the people who are in those roles, part of really sincerely having other people be in charge is having them really sincerely be in charge. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's about what's going on. Happy about well, cool. it. Yeah. Uh, well, so, good work as always, everybody. I really appreciate everything everybody's been doing to try and figure this out. Yeah, me too. So back to Metafilter. Uh, back to Metafilter. I made one of those posts that has 19 favorites and two comments. Nice. Um, yes. I read a book called True Biz, which is a fairly recent novel about uh, a cast of characters sort of centering around a residential school for the deaf. And it was really interesting because it had a lot of people with different relationships to deaf culture, like maybe a children of deaf adults, a child of deaf adults student, or maybe somebody who grew up in a family that was like generationally deaf. And so they grew up, you know, speaking ASL as a first language, somebody who had cochlear implants, but that didn't really work very well. So they Mm. didn't really learn English and they didn't really learn ASL. Like what a mess. And the school's in danger of closing. And there's a bunch of other stuff going on. At any rate, I read that book and um, at least one, if not multiple characters in this book are non-binary. And so it got me interested in like, what are the ASL terms for many of the different kind of non-binary or trans or different words. Yeah. And and are they new? Have they been around for a long time? Because, you know, one of my favorite things about ASL is how it's an evolving language, right? That That the community decides sometimes what the sign for like an, an emergent word in English will be because ASL yeah. is not just, you know, the English words put into yeah, it's, it's not just it's just not it's not just like spelling everything as a transliteration. It's yeah, yeah, know, yeah. It's its, its own. It's got its own grammar. It's got its own. Yeah, and fingerspelling uh, is a thing, but it's a very small part sure. of the thing. And so I went on YouTube and looked stuff up, and I found Rogan Shannon, who's a deaf guy who's queer, who talks about, you know, does a. YouTube video in ASL, but you can turn the captions on and read along if you don't speak ASL, and talks about the evolution of the signs for trans people and topics about trans people, you know, like terms like body dysmorphia, you know, uh, or uh, adjacent adjacent signs and, and you know, transphobia. And the videos are pretty interesting and talking about how Sometimes people from outside of the community, so like deaf people, but people who aren't in the queer and trans community, maybe are like, well, I think the sign should be this. And they're like, you're not part of this community. (laughs) And so it talks a lot about, you know, the intersectionality aspect of the whole thing. And I was just fascinated, fascinated. And then there was another uh, uh, YouTuber, Britain, a non-binary trans person. And you just have to read the cap, like read the transcript. There's no... There's no captions even talking about that and talking about what these what these signs are, queer signs are in other countries, because ASL is different from British sign language is different from French sign language, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought it was fascinating. I think a lot of people were interested in it, but there's not so much to say about it. Just like, huh? You know? Yeah, when when mostly people like, oh, this is an interesting thing I didn't know about. Then, like, you know, there's not necessarily a lot to say other than like. 
oh, neat. This is interesting. Yeah, exactly. So it was fine with me. I was really pleased with that post. And uh, people who are interested in deaf culture would like it. And also the book True Biz is quite good. Nice. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed uh, about a month ago this video of uh, people installing a manhole. Um which is just like a German video of a manhole cover replacement. And it's noted in the comments that like, I don't understand. Is... Okay. You know what a manhole is? I do. You know where Germany is? No, mostly. <laughs> Come on. Um, they're, they're like a manhole is like, you know, there, there's the infrastructure that supports the, just like the manhole cover. Like there's the manhole yeah. and it's like a tube that goes down into yeah. the bizarre tub, subterranean world beneath our cities that like the first time I understood that was a thing at all as a kid, I was like mind blown. Uh, but anyway, like they were replacing an older manhole cover infrastructural thing with a modern one. Um, and so it's just like a short video of like taking out the old one, you know, cutting up the sidewalk, pulling out the old one, putting in the new one. Oh, so like uh, a whole manhole cover and the thing that holds the yeah, manhole yeah, cover yeah, yeah, in but, the road. Yeah, the whole okay. manhole itself they basically replace. Um, and uh, it's just a nice little, uh, like, I don't know, it's 10 minutes, I think. Um, and it's all in German, but like, you know, you can kind of tell what's going on. <laughs> um, and uh, someone someone noted farther down in the thread, like, hey, part of the reason this is like so polished and, and, and whatnot is like, this is definitely like promo video from a company that replaces manholes sure um, but whatever so like, you know yeah. good um so there's, there's a little bit of like the popping the bubble on the oh oh those german efficient well you know those, those companies you know efficiently promoting their work but but it, it, who cares it's, it's you know so I, I thought it was nice it was a it was a good time um and I also enjoyed uh, this thread uh, that Janelle posted, of course, because it's about cool uh, sort of. Hey, Janelle, who made my scarf, weaving. right? Yeah, yeah. Neat. And it's just some uh, excellent stuff. It's the Complexity 2022 exhibition of a bunch of really interesting uh, weaving work. People doing all sorts of stuff, including like one of the things, I don't know if the front page varies, but uh, there is. Let's see. I'll put a link to it here. One of the things they have is uh, Boro Boro Ori Yardage uh, by Beth Ross Johnson, which is a, uh, I guess, a joke um, of uh, about a kind of uh, Japanese uh, stitching that I got maybe independently, maybe convergently interested in uh, oh, in the last yeah, few weeks. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like, that was a nice little, like, oh, hey. But anyway, it's, it's all fascinating stuff. It's, it's one of those things where like, you know, having learned a little bit about weaving on the sort of like background of Angela and Janelle, who had said before, is like lives nearby. Both of them have done a bunch of weaving stuff that I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. And like, I haven't really been actively doing any of it myself, but like, I like have a little bit of language and vocabulary for it now. So I can look at this stuff and like, oh, 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 in a way that previously I would have been like, oh, well, that I guess that's nice looking, but had no idea what's going on. So anyway, that's cool. That's some cool fucking weaving stuff. Go check it out. Yes. Pretty pictures of good fucking uh, textile work. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Uh, this is the uh, sort of, there are two kind of jessamine bait threads, one of which is this one. Found in a library book. This is a post by Catullus. <laughs> Pandering. O Oakland Library uh, posted just this big sort of page on their website of things that they have found in library books. Art, notes, photos, artifacts, uh, bookmarks, 
crochet lists written stuff kids did and it's just a it's just a fun a fun kind of a fun kind of one off yeah that's awesome and then second one jessamine one is just a post by storyboard about the merlin bird app which helps you figure out what bird you saw and you can Aha. upload a photo now and it'll do some ai stuff and try and figure out based on what you are and loosely what your bird looks like uh what the situation is oh nice yeah just... they should have a failover like if it can't figure it out it just like uses dolly and gp23 to make up a bird ha, it's like ha, oh yeah that's <laughs> that, that's definitely the uh, pink spotted uh warbler shit shit warbler shit warbler shit warbler's better yeah yeah well because we learned in metatalk or maybe you didn't but like uh that whole thing if, about if it was recently in metatalk there's a very good chance i didn't yeah no it's oh i don't even remember i think it was oh like, like a life chat thread or something what like one of the chat threads yeah, it was like life's unwritten rules, but one of one of the things that Taz sort of talks about is like adjectives in English have to yes. be written in like opinion size, age, shape, color, origin, material, purpose, and then yes, noun. the 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 surprisingly concrete, totally unwritten uh, priority of adjectives in English is like it is a fast. It, that's another one. Of those like every once in a while, someone on Twitter is like, "Holy shit!" Um, right, right. So shit warbler, not warbler shit. Yes. Although I don't know if warbler is. Warbler's probably well, a noun war, war, in that case. Yeah, I mean, warbler, I think, is, yeah. It, it's a, God, there's a, there's a good name for that kind of noun, but I don't know. Um, yes. Uh, but it would be a, a big green shit warbler, not a green big shit warbler. According to the, the rules, which, which we should establish are not like literal universal rules. These are just like very weirdly subtly baked in. Uh, habits of of English usage like you're allowed to say green big shit warbler if you want to it's not you know you're not forbidden right and people will understand it, it it'll just seem has a slight offness wrong. to it yeah um there is <laughs> there's a post uh Molly realized makeup made a post of a song by the regrets which I just was happy to see because like the regrets are great um, they're just a young band that does good sort of loud pop rockish stuff. And, uh, yeah, and turn into people saying, oh, I like this song by them. And other people saying, oh, you know, if you like them, you might like these guys. And so if you want a little music, go check out that post. I just noticed that my uncle is name checked in a post that I had otherwise faved and then, um, I don't think I knew my uncle had been mentioned in it when I faved it, but it's a, basically about Stuart Brand, the like uh, the Whole Earth catalog. Oh yeah, guy and it, Wesley AC linked to kind of a bit of a hit piece about <laughs> that he's a huckster, and you know, there's just like there's good news, bad news about Brand, right? Like I think many sure. older white dudes, uh, but. He's definitely done a whole bunch of really interesting stuff. And, you know, I think like many people with a really high profile, you're always going to get detractors regardless of kind of how great you are, basically. Sure. And, um, you know, this was all taking care of um, – this is all talking about 
California in the 70s, kind of. And uh, I'm reading uh, by Goal Yeeha, or Goal Yeeha, um, talking basically about my uncle. Like, oh, him and Brand both came from privilege. Brand came from three to four wasp generational wealth. Coyote came from first generation Jewish wealth. Brand skirted around the Bay Area scene. Coyote went all in. They were initially friends. They diverged over time. Coyote slowly became fed up with Brand's positioning. And um, they, uh, I guess the book that my uncle wrote, I think, has like a confrontation between the two of them, which was really interesting <laughs> because I didn't know. I mean, I knew that about my uncle. I didn't know that about Bran, but I was just like, yeah, Bran, I have like a weird feeling about the dude. And so I linked to that thread and, uh, oh, guess what? I was talking about my uncle. So interesting. So that I did, I did toss it in the, yes, I tossed it in. There. Yeah. Tossed it in there. Yeah. I, I want to say, I think I'm remembering right that uh, Bran gave a, uh, talk at XOXO years ago. Um, I think focus more on cool tools than on... on uh, well, that's Kevin Kelly. Catalog, so but... are you sure? Oh, that's... Okay, that, that's what I was trying to figure out. I think it was Kevin Kelly. Uh, Who's his own slightly odd duck, older yeah. white dude. Yeah. I, 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 think, I, I think it was Kevin Kelly, and I think it was in the context of partly the, the whole Earth catalog, but he was talking about cool tools stuff. So that makes sense. Because uh, yeah, I was trying to put that together, and I wasn't quite getting there. Yeah, and the whole Earth catalog, I mean, I don't know if you kind of grew up with it, but it was like meaningful to me because my parents had it and it was in the house. And so you could flip around and learn about like, oh, I can get a geodesic dome like the one Restless Nomad now labs in, you know, or I can do my own farming or I can do this. Like it yeah. just gave you ideas about access to things that you could have. I want to say it was probably around and I never engaged with it. There was a lot of sort of uh, generation back kind of hippie-ish stuff, like hippie and post-hippie uh, stuff are available in my childhood because like both my parents were sort of hippie-ish people in the in the Right, you know, right. 60s, as, mine, as mine were too, yeah. Um, but like they weren't like thrusting it on me and I was like, you know, I wanted to be playing Nintendo most of the time. Um, so I don't know. Like, there was like, some good pornography in some of them. See if and like if I'd known, um, you'd have to apply. <laughs> you'd have to apply yourself to really find it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but yeah, like it, it was there in the background. Um, uh, I have a a post that really I like the comment while actuallying it uh, more than the post itself. Uh, it's a post called uh, 10 million power. It's about mobile game ads. And it's just like, it's a, it's a totally fine little YouTube video. Um, but it, it, I, I watched it and I was like, man, this feels kind of lightweight. And I feel like this guy's kind of like winging it on a lot of this stuff. Like, it, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it was less a really good discourse on the nature of mobile game ads and more someone kind of doing a reaction video to mobile gaming ads, which is like, yeah, this is very meaty. Sure. Uh, but then there was some conversation in the thread sort of going back and forth on some of the stuff and some of the guy's stuff the guy was claiming and how he was framing and stuff. And then Jilder came in and basically Mark, Marshall McLuhan'd it um, by saying, you know, hey, uh, I worked in this sector and here's what's actually going on. Uh, and then like paragraphs of like good sort of breakdown of the nature of 
the weird fucking mobile game economy, which I know I've ranted about before, about how people don't like paying for mobile games, and so people who make mobile games monetize them in lots of shitty, dark, patterny ways. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and like these these ad things are sort of a weird spinoff of that. Of like, if you can't get eyeballs on your basically the same game everyone else is making. You can get eyeballs off of weird ads with oddly compelling narratives that have nothing to do with the actual gameplay, and that's kind of what's going on. But anyway, Jill just got a great comment on it and some follow-up comments throughout the thread. And yeah, very and Rivar's in there too because Rivar—I yeah. don't know where he's working now, but like was working for like Bioshock for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rivar's been in, in game. Well, and I think that's one of the interesting things is like they really have kind of like argument slash dialogue going on because Rivar is coming from kind of like a AAA production perspective and i i think Jilder's coming from a sort of mobile game and they are they have different demographies but there's also a lot of weird collisions in sort of expectations from those like yeah. styles of development yeah, yeah. like you know so like you can sort of see rivar saying well this is sort of like the thing the issues i have with mobile stuff but you know also sort of coming from a little bit more of a triple a thing i think um yeah, it, 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 it's a great conversation. It's very interesting. It's it's one of those things where, like, the post was perfectly fine. Conversation side turns out to be great. Right. Um, yes. And I don't know if Jilder just hasn't been around very much recently or or if she has and I just wasn't noticing. But I, yeah, I, it was I, nice I, to see her. I was, I, was, I was like, hey, Jilder. Um, yeah, in fact, that's that was my entire contribution the... to the thread was just shouting, Jilder. That's been one of the funner things, like, being around Mephi this summer, you've I do see some of the old names popping up again, and yeah. I I like that. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so that's been nice. Uh, the last one I had for Metafilter was uh, this one by Box, which is just about the women who built grunge. It is an article on long reads, and then uh, Box links to a whole bunch of good uh, YouTube videos of nice. a lot of bands that you've probably heard about. Uh, not a hundred percent accurate history, and uh, yeah, 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 just just really good. Tons of good, tons of good videos to watch, and and I, I, uh, I, people show up and add even more, uh, even more good. Oh yeah, the Muffs, Boss Hog, Zuzu's Petals, like ah, so good, so good. Yeah. I have a Metafilter friend who uh, one of her uh, claims to adjacency to fl fame is that she declined an offer to join Bikini Kill. Oh, my God. Like, back in the day. But I don't know if that's like blowing up her spot to say anything more beyond that. So I'll just say that's a thing. Um, Fascinating. This makes me think of. And also, I you know, Sleater Kenny so, so close to my heart that like, yeah. Yeah, um, I saw them. I think out here in Vermont, actually, in oh, Burlington. Nice. Yeah, when they were coming back around. I mean, I saw them in Seattle probably a ton of times, yeah. but like... Was it like the Woods era or like when they came back after that, like with a more recent uh, couple of albums? Uh, it would have been 14, 15 years ago now, probably. Okay. Yeah, that, that would have been like the Woods. Yeah. Which was a great fucking album. Yeah, because my partner at the time was really into them and... Uh, so we saw them, and I think he actually met his future wife at a later Slater Kinney show. So, yeah, more power to everybody. I've got a piece of stained glass that I ended up naming uh, Slater Kinney. 
uh, like it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll link it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's like wireframe cubes. It's like a very me sort of thing and not like <laughs> particularly Sleater Kinney sort of thing. But I like, I listened to like their entire discography start to finish in the process of making it. Oh, neat. Um, and, and then I was like, yeah, well, I listened to them at Sleater Kinney and it is like, you know, three pieces. And, and that day they announced, <laughs> they were, I think, uh, Janet Weiss announced she was maybe leaving the band <laughs> or something like that. Some sort of weird timing like that. Um, but, uh, but I like that band and I, I like that piece I made and yeah. yeah. Good. Well, you'll probably like that post. You want to yeah. move on to, uh, ask me to filter? Let's do it. What do you got? Uh, let's see. Well, the, um, hold on one sec. I just, I have a bunch of them. Uh, I would like to say thank you to the, uh, Ask Metafilter community for helping me with my, I'm having a hard time and my friends are having a hard time and I'm having a hard time with my friends, hard time, anonymous question. Like, I think the only reason I made it anonymous was I didn't want my friends to track me through yeah. um, Ask Metafilter, but essentially I have two friends, like a newer friend and an older friend, both of whom were being slightly weird with me and I simultaneously wanted to like you know, be there and be a friend to them, but also being like, I just, I'm not sure how many spoons I have to deal with this. Give me a read on this. And, um, you know, I'll probably, I'll probably, uh, follow up, uh, at some level by saying like, Hey, things with friend one actually worked out better. Like that friend one, I think was going through a rough patch. And I think I got a bunch of uh, what's it called? Ambient radiation, collateral yeah. damage, like yeah, like that. Splash I think, damage. Yeah, I think I got that from her, and I think at the point at which she was doing better, we patched it up a little bit. You know, like I'm I'm sensitive in a general sense when I feel like my friends are like what I perceive to be kind of going after me. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Even though I think for some people that's their fail mode when they're having a hard time. Other friend is a friend who's a little under-resourced and a little, um, I, I literally don't know kind of a nice way to put it. Like she seems needy. You know, she doesn't have enough other people in her peer group. If I'm being honest, it's probably because she's difficult, you know, but she's also like neurodivergent probably. And when I'm doing okay, like we go for walks together and talk about stuff. And she's also my age and she's creative and interesting, but she's been in a kind of a difficult space for like a long time. And and the thing I didn't mention in this thread is, you know, she started like showing up at work and like, I work at the library. So like you can't have somebody leave you know, like if I yeah. were if I were somewhere else, I'd be like, well, I need to you need to you need to do your own thing. I, I need to get to this. But like the library's not that busy, you know, and she knows I can kind of bullshit and like yeah. friends will show up and they'll show up and bullshit with me for 10 or 15 minutes. But then they'll fuck right off. Right. Like she will literally show up at drop in time if nobody's there and just kind of hang out until like uh, I go home. Yeah. And like I get it that like she's not. She's not being a creep, but it winds up feeling creepy. Like she's just trying yeah. to fix her shit. You know what I mean? But it's sure. gotten to the point where I had to like put up boundaries that are weird for me. Like yeah. I'm, and she lives two doors down from me. 
So, you know, if she sees me walking around, she'll like text me and be like, want to go for a walk? And I'll be like, no, like I don't (laughs) feel good. And I've, you know, had some like sinus dental crap that I've been working through that has really been hard that like, I don't even like to talk about because I'm just trying to power through it, you know, and and I'm going to the appropriate medical people. But it literally was like one of those things where like, you know, she'd walk me to the door of the library and I'm like, I need to walk home alone. And yeah. like that's awkward for me because yeah, well it's it's a it it sucks when you can't just like get off with basic like signals of like oh okay well and, yeah, and I get is... that sometimes you can't like I totally respect that but I also am like I feel like the last time I didn't walk home with her or the time before I didn't walk home with her it's clear and and we had a pretty frank conversation where i'm like look it's not you cuz she asked me flat out she's like are you avoiding me and i'm like no but i think i've been really clear that i don't feel good i'll let you know at the point at which i feel better when i don't feel bad i'm okay hanging out and would like to hang out but yeah. you're not my friend who can make me feel better even if you might like to be that friend. And it's so weirdly awkward for me because I do have some friends I can hang out with. And to be honest, a lot of my friends right now, I just can't. And yeah. and that's okay. And my friends understand. And she, because I think she's newer and because she's probably neurodivergent, it's real difficult. And because I am anxious and sensitive, I don't want to be like, <laughs> look, stop coming to the library. Yeah, Uh, that's rough. It's a long way of saying thank you, Ask Metafilter community, for helping me think through ways to have better boundaries around this. And things are working out a lot better with friend number one. And the friend number two situation is still a struggle. But I think I've been really clear about where I'm coming from, even though that doesn't solve the problem. I feel good about feeling like I've been clear. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like a, a a real good use of ask right there. Um, a a slightly less superlative, but I'm going to stay still say still somewhat useful because I kind of got what I wanted. Use of it is my question from yesterday um, about when car stalling fell off as a, a sort of trope. In oh, I saw that movies and TVs. Man, which I feel like this car that I have now is the first car that I've had that didn't randomly stall for no reason. Yeah. Well, this is this is one of the fascinating things to me because like like this feels like everything people saying makes sense to me in here, and like I think my sense of the timing on on it probably does map more or less to the introduction of more modern fuel systems and the fall off of manual transmissions. But like I can't manual ground transmissions any of that in... definitely part of it, and oh my god, yeah. fuel filters full of crap definitely part of it. And I, I can't ground any of that in personal experiences, I think, because I really didn't start driving right. until like. 10, 12 years ago, we bought a, like a brand new Mazda 3 hatchback and it's never given us any problems at all. You know, it's like, it's just, no, it's a car and it works and it's zippy and it's great. So like, you know, I, I know nebulously from like my childhood and like early adulthood being around and in other people's cars and seeing this stuff on TV and in movies. But like, I think the only time I've ever had the experience of a car stalling on me was like that one time a few years ago that Angela and I went out to... Maine for a week and drove around in a like old restored VW Westphalia manual. Um, and that was the only time I've really driven a manual either. It was like, I think it did actually probably stall in me at, at a traffic light one time. I was like, oh, this is that thing. Okay. And it was fine. But yeah, I mean, I think it's amazing you were able to drive a manual 
car at all, you know? I did an okay job of it, you know? Nice, nice <laughs> it job. It worked out better than I was worried it might, so. Uh, but yeah, so it's, all, it's, all, it's, it's very, it's like, it's one of those things where you are just saturated with pop culture about something that you have like zero personal direct experience with. And like, I was realizing in conversation that like, oh yeah, this is one of those things where like I have, cause I was sitting in a, uh, sitting drinking a, a beer in a booth and there was construction going on, like just on the other side of the wall of this place. Like they were doing major road construction and like, so a machine would like do something for about 15 seconds where it'd be like violently rattling everything and then it would stop and it would sort of like this like sputter and stop thing it's like man it's like it's like a car dying it's like why do i know that and why was that a thing and why isn't that a thing anymore and that led to this question uh but yeah like it's yeah it's nice seeing people who definitely have way more idea about like every piece of it answering and saying oh well you know this and this and yeah right yeah no i thought it was a really interesting question i was like oh man am i happy that cars are different now <laughs> like I, I, I recognize i'm spoiled there like i i, I never have owned a shitbox and i i never will own a shitbox probably because i'm not like a i don't want i'm not a classic car guy i'm not going to track down a fancy shitbox. i cannot even imagine what it is like to have never owned a shitbox i felt like i owned shitboxes like solidly through to like two or three cars ago yeah but yes uh, I enjoyed uh, how fast Jesse the K fixed Invincible Summer's weird Apple device syncing problem. And like Invincible Summer did a really good job of like troubleshooting the stuff and trying the stuff. And uh, but it turned out uh, Jesse the K's uh, answer that was given within the first like, hour yeah, actually within, within solved, an hour. Nice. solved the problem. Good so, work. So, so that was cool. I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to look into this. Oh, nope. Already handled. Great. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I've said this before, but like I'm always slightly disappointed and also relieved when I find something where like, I might be able to answer that. I don't know if I can answer it, but I might be able to. Oh, someone else answered it. I didn't know their answer. I wasn't going to be able to, but I can imagine a different circumstance in which they hadn't answered and I would have known. Yes, so yes, yes, I yes. I kind of get like the best of both worlds. Yes. Like, I get that speculative. I could have done that. And also like, hey, yeah, someone else did it. Um, what else do you have from Ask? I, I, have, I, I literally have that one. I'm done. <laughs> I have a bunch of them. Um, here's one by uh, by Will. What ho, Will? What ho? He wanted uh, to find other videos that included like fans, like like videos where they bring fans up to play with the band ah. which are super fun and this is a thread of them uh which which i like and uh fabius at the very end has a bunch of very good uh a bunch of very good suggestions um oh, and nice. i have a bunch of like uh i have a bunch of like sort of list generation Things, uh, including hacks for kitchen and pantry. I've got a tiny kitchen, not enough storage. I'm trying to figure out how to make your kitchen a happy space 
what what can you do with a kitchen you don't have a lot of ability to do stuff with yeah which i which i think is a really good um a really good question to ask from please be kind from user please be kind uh this one i've been commenting in a lot today this is uh red nikki like hey have you had a loved one who's catastrophically or terminally ill and had to be a caretaker what helped you yeah. know just help uh, me think about the things i need to do and god only knows like a lot of people in my demographic are really dealing with this right now in various ways and so there's a lot of people with advice about doctors advice about yeah. medical stuff advice about talking to them about things advice about etc 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 i commented a couple times because my favorite life hack is like before the cable company has figured out that somebody has died get on the chat support with the cable company and do whatever you need to do to the cable like you know like when my landlady passed away she had cable tv and cable internet i used the internet yeah. also so the internet was going to stay on but the cable tv no one was going to watch it and so yeah. her family who are themselves in their late 60s uh wanted to just take the cable tv off but of course dealing with like a giant cable company is yeah. just a nightmare nobody wants to deal with when they're grieving and i was like oh well i know the answers to all our secret questions why don't you just let me handle this and so I just got on chat and I was like, this is Ronnie Solbert. I'm 96 years old. I don't want cable TV anymore. And they were like, <laughs> we could sell you. And I'm like, nope, no, 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 no. I just want cable internet. Stop it. You know, well, you can stream. No, <laughs> but like that works. You know, I did this with my father. I did this with my mother. Like people die and if you talk to the cable company and you're like i'm the executor for the estate they're like send us a death certificate send you know it's it's just all this bullshit and it winds up yeah. being incredibly difficult to do basic things and um yeah but if you get chat support on the line and can answer all their secret questions you can do anything and it's amazing so that's my that's my one weird that's... trick and i hope everybody in red nikki's family is is okay yeah. and i hope yeah red nikki's okay um and then speaking of older family members i have this post by pdx hiker looking for comedies to watch together with mom who is right. very picky about comedy and didn't like ted lasso so what the fuck you know and um so there's a bunch of like good 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 suggestions of you know maybe this person's mom appropriate shows to watch together which i thought was nice and i got a, another couple things on my on my to watch list yeah i should look through this yeah yeah nothing. i'm recognizing some stuff i'm like oh yeah that's good i've watched that oh yeah i've, I've watched that. oh yeah okay well <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing like some nothing like some good comedies so i have one more do you have Do anything it. else from Ask Metafilter? No. Okay. This is some real Bernstein Bears shit. It turns out <laughs> the chorus in Suicidal <laughs> Tendencies song, Institutionalized, does not use the word institutionalized. They use the word in an institution. 
I, I saw people talking about this on Twitter. And for me, this was perfectly enjoyable because I really, I'm aware of the song and I'm aware of like, you know, the, you know, all, all I wanted was a Pepsi thing, but like, I didn't, I didn't really know the song. Like I didn't grow up like listening to. I saw Suicidal, suicidal Tendencies in concert. Nice. I just can't, I can't, can't. Yeah. Are you, are, are you a full on institutionalized yes. person? All right. I had no idea. So I appreciated this post. What? Yes. Oh, my gosh. However, in the covers by Senses Fail and Brack, they sing institutionalized. And I was wondering if there was like a band named Brack. But no, it is Brack from Space Ghost. Yes. Apparently covered. That's excellent. Yes. Yeah. So the whole thing's fascinating, right? But basically, the original song by the original band has lyrics that almost everybody doesn't think are the lyrics. Yeah. That's great. And that's it for me. All right. Well, um... Assuming this is out before August 7th, which hopefully it will be, uh, consider self-nominating for the steering committee. People who are listening to this podcast, you're the kind of person we'd probably like on the steering committee. Yeah. If you, if you, if you care about the site, which you certainly do if you're listening to this podcast, because otherwise you know other than how entertaining me and jessamine are mm. um <laughs> and if yeah if, if you think you can like put in that this is one of the hardest things with volunteer stuff it's like finding that intersection of care which is uh i don't mean to be dismissive of it, but like you know caring about something is something you can do without necessarily having to commit time and effort to it right um, but if you can do a little bit of time and effort, if you feel like that is something you've got in you to tr- like do for a little while um, that's, that's the right setup. And yeah, definitely think about it and, you know, inquire to the transition team if you have questions and put your name in there and yeah, get yeah. at it. Yeah. Keep this boat floating. Yeah. We'd appreciate it. I'd appreciate it. You'll get to have set policy, work with Loot and the rest of the wonderful moderation team. And, uh, I think my only comment on, uh, MetaTalk stuff beyond that is that, yay, I'm, I'm retired. My, my, my tag got updated. Huzzah. The tag that says still owes Jessamine some paperwork? That tag? Yes, yes, that one. Mm. Yeah. Well, technically I mm. owe the state some paperwork, but mm. uh, <laughs> if mm. I've learned anything, it's that like calling out technicalities and well actually you on the subject is going to work out extremely well. Extremely well for, well so for gonna, like, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just absolutely going to 100% on that, but uh, we're getting there. I mean, inch you know me. Inch. I just pander to my yeah. base. Yep. No. You've, you've actually been uh, extremely uh, flexible and supportive about all this, and I super duper appreciate that. That's part of why I was hoping you'd be willing to do it. So You're my thank friend. you again. You're my friend, yeah. guy. I, you know, yeah. I want this to work for you as much as I want it to work for me. Yeah. I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. Um, there will probably be some music. Um, because <laughs> I'm just volunteering work for Edvis, but he's done the last couple of times. So, but I don't yeah, know what's going to be. Thank you very much, Edvis, again. Like, this is wonderful that you've stepped in to do this part. And, you know, if you don't feel like you can be on the steering committee, there's other little jobs you can probably help with. We have contributing people who, if you have a specific skill, like at us, we can, you can find another way to help the site. So don't feel like if you can't do the steering committee, you can't contribute or participate because of course you yeah, can. There's, there's, there's lots of things that, uh, uh, could help out in little ways that, uh, Lean into that is probably a really good thing for us to keep doing yeah. uh, in the long run as a as a community. Agreed. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, I think it's a podcast, and I'm going to turn my air conditioning back on and stop dying now. Um, 
so yeah good times good fun good eats Yes, yes, and Nephi yes. Cafe. I don't. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool um, yourself off. I'm gonna go uh, up the road. I, I clearly need to. <laughs> yes, and I'm gonna go measure some rooms and figure out what fits where. All right. All right. Good talking to you, Josh. Yeah. Later, friend. Later, friendo. And goodbye, everybody.